0: Following
1: is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. It's a Flying Ace Friday on the huge show across Michigan, presented by Flying Ace Small Batch American Made Whiskies. Look for it in local stores all across Michigan or online at FlyingAceSpirits.com. It is a flying ace Friday on the huge show across Michigan. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings,
0: Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan?
1: What's up, Michigan? It is time to begin our number two on the only syndicated statewide afternoon sports radio show. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. His dad's upset now that I won't come up to their chicken and Super Bowl party. Not happening. Not watching the Niners. I'm not watching the game. I'm not. I've had a lot of different establishments. Hey, you like to do a Super Bowl party? Sure. Why don't we invite all my ex-women in my life and they'll all sit there? I thought time would help, but instead I'm getting more irritated. I'm like looking at the dates. All right, when does spring training start? I thought we had Ken Cal on today. What'd you do with him? Oh, he's got a break, so he's probably getting a little vacation. He's sick of the show? Oh, he's sick. Okay. Thank you. Inside this hour, Dave Burkett from the Detroit Free Press, Lions insider. We'll talk about the loss and also the offseason for the Lions. You get Ben Johnson, you get Aaron Glenn, both stay. I was watching the East-West Shrine game. We had David Gregory, sports agent from Bo Rush Sports on from Mobile, Alabama. We had Risden from the Lions Wire. Lions are going to get a... I think they're going to be able to get... Maybe not starters, but... You know, first rounder, you would hope. Kool-Aid McKinstry, it'd be nice if he could drop to 29. Lions could get him as a corner. We had Kimber from Herman Moore's Lions Nation Unite yesterday in studio. He thinks he'll spend money on a DN and or corner. There's a lot of storylines for this offseason with the Lions. Burkett will join us in a few moments. Also, Sharon Moore, the replacement for Harbaugh, putting together his staff. We'll have the latest from Chris Ballas from the Wolverine.com. John Vanderwall, former major leaguer. Out of Hudsonville, Western Michigan University, calls West Michigan home. Colt Keith gets that big money deal without ever playing a game in the big leagues with the Tigers and given the second base job. His thoughts on that and also as a six-seat Lions season ticket holder, where are the Lions going? Vandy in studio within the hour and Dr. Bill Pink, another edition of Moving Ferris Forward. Uh, within ninety minutes, let's go talk about the Lions' off season. The end of the year last Sunday seems like it was three months ago, but it was only five days ago—less than five days. Dave Burkett, Detroit Free Press Lions beat writer. He's standing by on the roast Umber coffee guest sign. How you doing, my man?
2: as well. Looking forward to some time off after the Super Bowl.
1: I know journalists, reporters aren't supposed to become emotionally attached to teams, but it's hard not to uh, with this Lions team, coaching staff, Sheila Hamp, Holmes, everybody connected. What do you take from the positive from last Sunday night that you think will inspire and carry this team through the offseason?
2: Well, I think just being there, you know, in in Dan Campbell's message after the game that you know this is no sure thing to be back. I mean, that was just sort of a sign to guys that, hey, look, when you do get this opportunity again or if you do get this opportunity again, know that every single play matters. every detail matters because it wasn't one thing that cost them. It was a drop pass and a miss block and another drop pass and a dropped interception, and maybe some of Campbell's own mistakes. I think there were there were many things that ended up you know impacting this, but Ultimately, you know, when you win twelve games in the regular season, when you go on the run that they did, sort of have the give the season the magical feel that it, it felt for for most of the year. Um, I think, even though it ended in, in heartbreak, I think most people will walk away thinking it was a pretty successful year.
1: Will they be big spenders in the free agent market that opens up in March, or will they spend more on given golf Sewell? same brown deals.
2: Yeah, I think more towards the latter. I mean, they they certainly have enough cap room or projected cap room, I guess, and you know, when it uh, comes to what they can do this offseason, I think they're, you know, around 60 million right now or somewhere in in that neighborhood, but you know, I've I've always told people the the biggest issue is not your salary cap room, it's your your cash spend, you know, and the Lions have they've got a monster extension to do with Jared Goff. He's going to get 50 million or so a year. I've got a monster extension to do with Amon Ross St. Brown. He's probably going to get $25 million a year. I don't know that they that they will do Sewell this offseason. They can certainly try if they want because that price is only going up, and he's going to be the highest paid offensive tackle in the game when he gets a deal. So um, The Lions need a cornerback. There's some good ones available. Maybe if the right guy was there, if Jalen Johnson got the free agency, maybe you could see the Lions trying to splurge. But, um, you know, I, I think – by and large, they're going to spend a lot on their own guys this offseason.
1: And you got, what, four picks in the first three rounds, and Holmes has been magical, as good as anybody I've ever seen out of the Pox in terms of drafts. So you pick 29, you always could move up, maybe use one of those extra picks to get up and get that corner or edge rusher you want. And, you know, we look what the second and third round has brought this team. They should be able to find starters or at least guys – who can take up a lot of snaps opposite Hutch on the D line, and also in that secondary?
2: Yeah, I think the secondary is the the that's the biggest issue, you know. The and look, they they look like they have a couple guys at safety and melafonlo and Kirby Joseph and Brian Branch was really good at slot cornerback, but you know the the outside cornerback play this offseason was subpar, and that really hurt this team. And part of that, you're right, Hughes you is you know they need a second pass rusher a reliable second edge rusher to go with Aiden Hutchinson and they they don't have that so i do think the draft um you know they will target some defensive help there obviously it's it's a little too early to be specific with anything but it just makes sense that you go out and you bolster the sort of the um, you know the weakest part of your roster the other area i would say too is offensive line because they need some depth there they got two guards that are are going to be free agents even if they bring one of them back Ragnow's had a lot of injuries. Taylor Decker's entering the last year of his contract. That's the place you don't want to let slide. So I do expect the Lions to to spend some draft capital there as well.
1: Dave Briquette, Detroit Free Press Lions, beat writer, joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee Guest Line. Would you say this team overachieved this year? Because that's the big question on, was this the stepping stone to a window of four till six, five till seven because they're so young? A uh, run here, or are they still missing a lot that could be exposed next season?
2: Well, I do think they maybe overachieved a little bit. You know, the you know it's not often that you go from not being in the playoffs to to the NFC Championship game. So maybe there was a, a small step skipped in there. But you know, they have a lot of the pieces in place to to sustain this and, and to be better next year. Since they're so young, I I think. You know, when you when you sort of look at expectations coming into the year, most people thought they'd win the division. You know, the NFC North was kind of ho hum coming out of the year. You know, you think the NFC North is going to be pretty good next year, and, and so maybe you know the Lions were were a little bit ahead of the curve. But um, yeah, I, I, I sort of like where they're positioned for the future.
1: When they're going to get the Goff deal done, is that uh, done before free agency so you know what type of money you have to work with? I would think that would be in the next month to five weeks.
2: (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean, uh, I'll just tell you that I'll probably pre-write my Jared Goff, you know, signs a contract extension story to have it ready to go before free agency because he is due a – I think he's got a $5 million roster bonus due in mid-March there. So it sort of makes sense if you're going to do it to try to get it done before then. Um, you know, what What Brad Holmes has done with contracts in the past, though, the extensions that is most of those have come in the summer. So, um, you know, I would I would think there's a, a window to get it done there before free agency, but uh, certainly not necessary that they have it done as long as it's done by the end or by the, uh, the start of oh, training camp or the start of the season, they should be fine.
1: David, even with the sting of blowing that 24 7 halftime lead, just think about this organization with what boxes they have checked right now. Consistent owner uh, representing the Ford family, the best ever in Sheila Hamp. Brad Holmes, uh, you know, executive of the year, right, based on sporting news or whatever uh, awards yep. you look at. Dan Campbell, coach of the year. Uh, Goff has joined the penthouse of, you know, the top eight, tennis quarterbacks. In the NFL, St. Brown is as good as anybody in the game uh, catching the football. The splash of Laporta, uh, Gibbs, uh, J-Mo, uh, his maturation here was overlooked at the end of the season. And you throw Branch in, who's a mini version of Ronnie Lott, and you start to think, and I, I said this at halftime, and I never should have to the group at the Garage Barnada, I think the Lions, and I, I said this, Dave, Maybe be on the verge of a dynasty. <laughs> well, I think
2: um, that's a tall task, you know, to be on the verge of a dynasty. I, I, I'm with you that I like what they've assembled and, you know, they've got anchors on each line and Sewell and Hutchinson and some really good skill talent. But, you know, I, I would say the Lions have pretty good injury health this year. Um, Jared Goff is a pretty good quarterback better than that, maybe, but, maybe not in that you know still patrick mahomes joe burrow class and so when you look around the rest of the nfc and it was down this year for being honest um just depth wise there weren't a, a ton of really good teams um you know if a jordan love if the bears draft a quarterback and that guy if one of those two guys becomes aaron Rodgers brett Favre someone in that elite tier well then all of a sudden you know the lions are maybe looking up at that team in their division again so There's a new set of obstacles that comes with winning, you know, when you start paying players and who you're going to keep and who you're not and drafting 29th instead of drafting second. So there's a whole slew of different things that they have to, hurdles that they have to um, jump. But I do like what the Lions have done so far, and I do think with Brad Holmes and Dan Campbell, they're well positioned for the future.
1: And when you look at the the immediate future this fall, I would think the Vikings, there's no way they can let – Cousins go. He reportedly asking him for $90 million over two years. That seems below market value. They're loaded. Hawkinson, if he gets back from the knee injury, Addison, Jefferson, I, I, I don't see how the Vikings don't bring him back. Caleb Williams now is saying, don't draft me, Chicago. So I guess that's good news to a point. And the Packers showed at the end of the season uh, that they're going to be a player next year in the NFC North. So that divisional race should be interesting.
2: Yeah, and look, the Packers, I mean, they were as looked as good as any team in the NFL to close the year. And just like the Lions, they had the 49ers beat on the road but couldn't close the deal. So I do think when you look ahead, the the NFC North is going to be pretty darn good next year. The Vikings, look, they were a good team this year, would have been better if, if... you know, Cousins was healthy, and they do, They at least they are acting like they're sort of in a window of contention right now, right? You go back to when they traded uh, for TJ Hawkinson, and even trading down in the draft because they wanted to have more cheap players. Like, the, the moves they've made lead me to believe as well that they want to bring, or will try to bring, Kirk Cousins back, so... All of a sudden, you know, a year ago we were looking at the NFC North saying, eh, it should be the Lions. I don't know that there's any other good teams there. Vikings are going to take a step back. These other two are too young. Well, next year it looks like there's going to be four pretty good teams, uh, depending on what happens with the Bears and their quarterback situation.
1: I don't believe everything I read on Twitter, but did I see something that the Lions are getting new uniforms next year? I haven't heard any of that from the Michigan end of this. Was that just something spit out on Twitter?
2: Yeah, no, Rod Wood told me last spring they were getting new uniforms, so expect it here in the coming months. Don't know what they're going to look like yet, but uh, and it won't be a you know complete redesign, right? They're still going to keep the Honolulu blue, but uh, for everyone out there buying Lions jerseys, you might as well wait until the new ones come out sometime this spring.
1: I would think they'll splash it right before the draft. Uh, with the draft in Detroit, it's the perfect timing right. to unveil their new uniforms because everybody would be wearing them. Actually, probably maybe even – early March, uh, with, or as quick as you can, uh, have them out there so people are ordering it and wearing it, and the world sees it at the draft.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a great point, and especially when you're picking that low in the draft, right? Not a lot of people are going to be hyped about who you're getting at 29. That's a tough thing to look ahead to, so you throw it out right around that time that, that gets people talking, and then the new guy, when he's walking across the stage in your hometown, is holding up that new jersey.
1: Yeah, my dream, I talked about it a week ago on this show right about this time, David. I said, can you imagine at the NFL draft in Detroit, this was before the Niners NFC title game, if Roger Goodell stepped to the podium and said with the 32nd pick in the 2024 NFL draft, the world champion, Detroit Lions select, boom. Hmm
2: going to have to wait another year for that one, but I think uh, halftime, a lot of people had that thought because that was you know, I even turned to Carlos uh, Menara as my colleague who was sitting next to me and I said man, can you believe this? Like, they're going to Vegas and I don't know I was probably one of about a million people in this area that jinxed them, but that thought had to be running through everyone's head.
1: Well, and I'm I'm on the American Airlines app looking at flights, what dates I'm going to be out there. We had a battle plan all set up with Marty Board and the Michigan Sports Network and our friends... From DraftKings, we were ready to roll. We had it all lined up. I was going to be in a suite uh, with some higher ups at DraftKings. I was going to be there at the game doing five shows, three before, two afterwards. And instead, nothing against you, David, but I'm here talking about the Lions uniforms. (laughs)
2: Right. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, you know, Graham Glasgow said this in the, uh, when I was talking to him at Locker Cleanout Monday, he said, you know, the, um, he said, you know, he's going to get over it, right? He's not one that's going to dwell on this for the rest of his life, but for the next couple of weeks, it's going to be hard. Yeah. He's going to be watching a team they beat in week one, the Chiefs, play a team they should have beaten in the oh. championship.
1: Well, I can't watch it. I don't know if I'm going to be able to watch the Super Bowl. I'll, I'll DVR it, and I'll have to read about it, you know, and look at highlights because, of, you know, I do a statewide sports radio show. But right now, I'm on day five post NFC championship downer. And I have no, even if I see a story on TV, like, you know, I'm flipping through the channels, I'll get away from the Super Bowl. I'll just, I don't want to talk about it. And I'm not a player. I can't imagine what the coaches, with Hamp, with Holmes, with Spillman, uh, anybody uh, who's really, really locked in. And and are part of the reasons why they were there and had a twenty four seven lead. That I don't know if it's a couple weeks. I I personally think a lot of people it will sting until they now now they have another hump they have to get over. It was Stafford. It was the home playoff game. It was winning the NFC North. We again keeps uh, keep checking all these boxes, and now it's go win that NFC Championship game and get to a Super Bowl.
2: Yeah, and organizationally, it might not happen until next fall because once you get on the field, right, that becomes a thing of the past. And now, when you make it, or you don't—you're going to have something else that that you know eats you up, or, or they're, you're celebrating. But until then, I do think you're right. There's a lot of people that they're going to be kicking themselves over whatever happened in that game, and, and either them not being there or their team not being there.
1: My prediction, before I let you go, David, is that if the Niners win the Super Bowl, the Lions and the Niners will be the opening. Night game because the Lions have brought mega TV ratings since that opener. They are America's team, and the rematch with the hearts broken and all that offseason when they announced a schedule in May leading up to that season opener, Lions at the Niners again. Think about it.
2: Well. Yeah, no, that'd be – hey, you're right. That was a a great game that first one. Week one against Chiefs started it all off, and uh, I'm sure the Lions would relish that opportunity.
1: Oh, that would be awesome. That would would be – that would be – even though, again, kind of like the Chiefs felt like a playoff game because the Lions were the only game they're playing the defending Super Bowl champions. It it was such a buzz after that that in May when they do the schedule announcement on the NFL Network, usually on a Thursday, like the week after the draft, is that – when they do that, and if it's if we're thinking May, June, July, August, waiting for the trip back to San Francisco, and the Lions are hungry, that would be an awesome opener. Awesome.
2: Tantalizing for sure to think about.
1: All right, buddy. Thank you for your time, man. Get some downtime, okay?
2: Yeah, sounds good. I will. We'll talk to you.
1: All right, Dave Briquette. That, that has to be. The, now, now I'm rooting for the Niners to win the Super Bowl. Because then I can go, the Lions should have won it. They let it by 17. And the NFL kickoff game, revenge, Lions at the Niners. And they play Stafford and the Rams at home again this year. That has to be. Tell, is there a better game? Seriously. Now you have to win. Chiefs win it. I don't know. You know, I'm getting tired of my homes. Kelsey and Taylor Swift. Come on, Niners, win it and have the Lions be the away team in the NFL kickoff opener. That'd be awesome. Let's go to Troy and Cadillac listening on 93.7 FM. The ticket you hear, Cadillac to Traverse City. You're on the Huge Show.
2: Okay, Huge. Thanks for taking my call. And uh, I think you're right. I think it's a good day for a couple shots flying ace. <laughs> Amen, brother. I haven't gotten over it. I have not gotten over it. It was like it just happened last night. And, uh, and your question of the day, no, I will not be watching the Super Bowl. I think a lot of people are watching that a lot.
1: <laughs> no way. I think there's a lot of people, Troy, and thanks for the call in Cadillac listening on 93.7 FM if you're traveling up north. 131 or 31, just listen. Cadillac area till just inside Traverse City on 93.7 FM. I, I think a lot of people feel that way. But it doesn't hurt to toast the Lions season this year. No football this weekend. Pick up a bottle of Flying Ace. Straight bourbon whiskey. Toast the season. And pretend that the game ended when it was 24-7. Chris Ballas from the Wolverine.com will join us in our next segment. We'll get an update on Sharon Moore putting together his staff. New titles? Will there be some more new names in Ann Arbor? Ballas for the east side of the state here in less than 10 minutes. So we are talking about Super Bowl 58. And the DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 58. And they have a huge, if not super offer for new customers listening right now. Just download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use code HUGE when you sign up. You then can bet 5 bucks on the big game and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Also, with the DraftKings same-game parlays, everyone gets a shot at even bigger paydays for Super Bowl 58. Just download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code HUGE when you sign up. And like I said, new customers then can bet 5 bucks on Super Bowl 58 to get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 58, and only when you use code HUGE to sign up. The crown is yours. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services Gambling Disorder Help Helpline at 800-270-7117. 21 and up in Michigan only. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. To the callers online, stick around. Michigan will hear you next. From St. Joseph to Midland, this show is
0: huge. Leonard Skinner. CC John. Friday, August 9th. Soaring Eagle Casino, the sharp-dressed, simple man tour. Leonard Skinner and ZZ Top. Tickets start at $38 and are on sale now at the box office at etix.com. Part of the
2: Soaring Eagle Summer Outdoor Concert Series. Leonard Skinner and ZZ Top.
1: Friday, August 9th at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Right there by the S-curve, you'll see the new Dorn Mayhew sign. You can find out more. Just Google Dorn Mayhew. That's D-O-E-R-E-N-M-A-Y-H-E-W or Dorn.com. They're one of America's and the world's top CPA, accounting, and business firms. They're Dorn Mayhew. The Huge Show is back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer, Chris Ballas. From the Wolverine.com. will join us. Superfly Hayes on top of everything. Totally spacing out. He said the sun is taking away the pain of the Lions loss. And he's just daydreaming out the window going, Mr. Sunshine is healing me. I said, "Are you on acid?" Chris Ballas in a moment on Sharon Moore putting together his staff following Harbaugh. John Vanderwall, former major leaguer, calls West Michigan home out of Hudsonville. Played at Wester. What about Colt Keith? getting that huge deal without ever playing a major league game and being given the second-base position. Plus, he's a six-seat season ticket holder. His thoughts on the Lions, and will he ever get over that loss? JV in 30 minutes. Dr. Bill Pink, Ferris State president. Weekly conversation on moving Ferris forward within 80 minutes. Right now, let's go talk to Chris Ballas from the Wolverine.com, The Michigan Insider. Is standing by. How are you doing, Chris? Hey, Billy.
0: Doing well, brother.
1: All right, uh, Jim Harbaugh in that powder blue. He he looked <laughs> like he aged twenty years from his you know Michigan gear he would wear, kind of you know Air yeah. Jordan. It's hip, and now he 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 looks like he's a a library teacher. <laughs> it was funny,
0: you know, when you look at presidents that serve two terms, and everybody likes. I was like, look, he looks like so much older than he did when he started. Well, guys age, you know, and they get some gray hairs between 44 and 54 or 50 and 60 no, and hey. stuff. And part of that, you know, part of that's normal. Yeah, not you. Everybody but you, <laughs> Bill. You know what I meant. But, uh, but regardless, he's uh, – you know what? Um, nine years here, man, you know, watching him and uh, writing right now for these, this national championship magazine that we're putting out. And I agree with you, man. You look at the pictures when he first got here, he still looks like a young man. And now, as he said, you know, there's only so much sand left in my hourglass. And thought it was pretty telling when he said, you know, I, how he's talking about that and wasn't that much time left to chase the Lombardi trophy. So... It was pretty evident that he was getting ready to move on. And I think between that and what happened with the NCAA and everything else, uh, it was just time. So we'll see what Sharon Moore does. But it is weird seeing Jim Harbaugh and that powder blue, man. It's not the same.
1: Chris Ballas of the Wolverines.com, the Michigan Insider, joining us on the Rose Tumber Coffee guest line. So with Harbaugh gone, Sharon Moore, uh, they're out on the recruiting trail, all the coaches. Some have titles, some don't. Some now have new titles. Other titles could be coming. What's the latest on his coaching staff?
0: Yeah, it's been a crazy day. Actually, Grant Newsom's going to be the offensive line coach, as we've said to you. He's going to be from tight ends, and this is a nice move for him. You know, a couple years ago when Jim Harbaugh was going to go to Minnesota, he was going to take Grant Newsom with him. So keeping him here in that capacity, I think, is great. He's only 27 years old. It's going to be a really young offensive staff. Um, they just We've just been... Posted uh, probably about thirty minutes ago that Steve Casula, who was the offensive coordinator at Ferris State uh, for Tony Anise, and I'm gonna have to talk to Tony about him to get the uh, the to have him fill me in on him. Um, he was at UMass with Don Brown after being a Michigan analyst. He's coming back as tight ends coach. Uh, the players really liked him, and Sharon Moore loves him. I think he's an outstanding offensive mind. So uh, we, that's another one to watch. Uh, we don't know what's going on with Mike Hart. It sounds like he's not out recruiting. So does that mean he's looking for NFL opportunities or other opportunities? We don't know. Uh, Mike Elston's still up in the air, defensive line coach. Uh, the good news is, is that we know that he's got an offer, it sounds like, from um, – Jim Harbaugh, but he hasn't left yet, and he's still out on the road recruiting. And that's a big one because you've got guys like Kenneth Grant and Mason Graham, all-American candidates on the interior line that uh, really want to see him stick around. So um, it sounds like they are uh, really kind of staying in-house with a lot of these hires. And Kirk Campbell is now the offensive coordinator. He was the quarterback's coach. He's going to remain as quarterback's coach, but now he'll be the OC as well. Everybody so far on this offense Offensive staff is under 42 years old, Bill, so it's going to be young. Uh, these guys are great recruiters. Kirk Campbell's a great recruiter. Sharon Moore is a great recruiter. Ron Bellamy's going to stick around as receivers coach. He's a great recruiter. So really looking like they are going for great recruiters and addition to great coaches.
1: Your thoughts on Sharon Moore uh, with the staff he's putting together? I know it's tough to say where could they improve seeing they just yeah. – went 15-0, won the national championship, but where might they look different to the fans?
0: Yeah, you know, I think you're going to see, <clears throat> I wouldn't say a more wide-open offense, but I think you're going to see a more intricate passing offense, right? Uh, Kasula is a guy that worked with uh, Josh Gaddis and was kind of like the speed and space guy, right? And uh, so uh, knowing we're not going to be bringing back speed and space here to Ann Arbor, but he's another voice in the room that I think they really trust and Sharon Moore back when Kasula was hired by Don Brown at UMass had Tweeted, man, this guy is going to kill it there, and so you can tell that he thought highly of him. So, um, but it's hard to say, you know, just because there there are a couple things here. Are you going to be able to do what you've been doing the last three years without an elite offensive line? Will you not have an elite offensive line? We know they have pieces, but they aren't going to have the domination that they've had the last three years up front. But you've got guys coming back like Miles Hinton, who played a lot of games this year at tackle. Uh, G. O. L. Hadi is going to be an All Big Ten guy at guard. He's been waiting behind. Forever, Keegan, forever Greg Crippen can play center, and I think he's going to be pretty good there. But um, so they may have to change it up, right? Uh, and especially you know not knowing what they have at quarterback yet. So defensively, they should be fine, and as long as they find somebody who sticks to the principles that have gotten them where they've been the last few years with Jesse Minter and Mike McDonald, but uh, that's going to be a big hire for them. Are they going to promote Steve Klingscale, who was the code defensive coordinator, and maybe Mike Elston, because those guys are familiar with the system now, or are they going to go outside? We've been hearing that they're looking for a big name, but it's not about winning the presser, Bill, as we found out. Nobody knew who Mike McDonald was a couple of years ago coming from the Ravens. It's about the right fit and the right football mind. So that's what we're going to be really interested to see is how he fills out the, that defensive staff.
1: Mike Hart, it was interesting, you know, through everything we talked about, I think our last conversation to see him, uh, you know, running game coordinator to running backs uh, on that list that I saw from the Wolverine.com. That was not surprising, but good news.
0: Uh, with Mike. Yeah. Yeah. We don't know. We don't know where he is. I mean, we don't know if he's recruiting, if he's going to be on staff and, um, you know, we like, I love Mike Hart, you know, but, uh, is he going to be part of the staff? That's one thing that we don't know. So well, he's um,
1: currently still listed as a, as the coach, right?
0: Yeah, he's listed, I believe, but uh, it sounds like you know everybody else is on out on the road recruiting. And our EJ Howland said, you know, he hasn't heard a word about Mike Hart being on the road, and there there have been rumblings that he's looking for another job. So I don't know uh, what to make of that one right now, Bill. I'll be honest, and uh, you know, people are being very tight lipped about it. And when they when they are, that usually means something's in the works, you know. But I don't want to I don't want to speculate too much out of respect for Mike. I think he's going to be a head coach somewhere, and. At, 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 uh, at a mid-major to start, obviously, but um, I think this guy's got a bright future ahead of him and wherever he ends up, if it's Michigan or somewhere else, hopefully it's Michigan. I think he's done a great job with the running backs here, clearly. If you look at Blake Corum and uh, Donovan Edwards and what he's done with them, especially Blake Corum, you know, they said they've learned a lot from him. So we'll see where he goes with that one.
1: What are you hearing about uh, transfer portal, poaching, what's going on there?
0: Oh, man. Uh, they are coming hot and heavy after Michigan Stars, I can tell you that. Um, they're talking you know, the $500,000, $800,000 offers. Now Michigan kids are still in, in class right now, so this 30-day portal I don't think is the one that you have to worry about. I think it's the spring portal, and a lot of these kids that we're talking to, them and their families, seem committed as long as their position coaches are here or they like the new guys that are coming in to going through the spring and seeing what happens. But guys like Colston Loveland, for example, uh, you're going to see Oregon coaches coming after him if they aren't already it's a little closer to home out there and they might promise a little bit more pass friendly offense even though their tight ends caught less balls by far than michigan did last year but you know with with the coaches leaving and that's the biggest piece of it everybody talks about the money but it's the personnel if you lose your strength coach ben herbert which was an absolute absolutely huge blow you lose jim harbaugh then you lose your position coach then you're like okay Uh, kids start to talk. And that's immediately what happened after Ben Herbert announced he was leaving. So we're going to see where that one goes. Uh, And in addition, uh, Mason Graham and Kenneth Grant, uh, people are coming after them hot and heavy. So I I do believe they'll stick it out, Bill. And the longer they do, the better. If we don't see them in the portal, these 30 days and they can get to spring, that gives Sharon Moore an opportunity to re-recruit them and a chance to keep them here and keep them happy and let them know that, Hey, everything's going to be fine here in Ann Arbor.
1: I think at the end of the day, you mentioned those students, players, families, that Michigan may have to match some of these offers to keep those guys. Yeah,
0: yeah I think that's true, or at least be right there. And, you know, the, the problem is everybody throws these numbers around. And I was talking to somebody today who was talking to a kid at Northwestern who a basketball player who just got obscene amounts of money thrown at him by other programs. And, um, and he was looking around, he's a big part of their team and he was looking around, but he, nobody wanted to put it in writing and there was no contract or anything like that. So he was wise to stick around. And I think that's what Michigan will caution. Uh, these collectives, they'll say, look, they're going to throw numbers at you like 800,000. You're going to get there and they're going to give you 200,000 and say, the rest is coming later or something like that. And I do know, and speaking to Jared Wangler, at The Champions Circle. He does a great job, and those guys are doing a great job of being in constant contact with these guys. So that they are doing everything they can to keep keep these guys. But you've got to, you know, it's it's you can't just give six million bucks to the top six guys because you've got a bunch of other guys too that are they're coming after as well. There's a kid on this team that has played. Just a handful of snaps, he's going to be a senior. and I was talking to his dad, and he said he's got a $100,000 offer from an East Coast school and a scholarship offer to come and play there. And you're talking a six-figure deal for a kid who's barely played. That's unbelievable. So that's what they're dealing with right now. So Sharon's got a lot on his plate, and he's been out recruiting. So these are things that he's going to have to, that are going to come to a head next week that he's really going to have to deal with.
1: Chris Ballas of the Wolverine.com You can follow everything University of Michigan Athletics, at the Wolverine.com. Also, they'll have their Michigan National Championship magazine soon. Chris, uh, keep us up to date on what's going on with the transfer portal. We'll talk soon.
0: we Will do. Thanks, Bill.
1: All right, Bell's checking in from Ann Arbor on the Roast Umber Coffee Guest I. Remember, if you miss any huge opinion interview, our full show, our podcasts are free, and we are everywhere Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, Podbean, Amazon, and more. Just search. The Huge Show, where you download podcasts, and you can catch up and listen on your schedule. Again, free podcast, simple and easy. Just search The Huge Show, where you download podcast.
0: Everything huge, 24-7, at thehugeshow.net. Don't miss shopping this week at Meijer. This Saturday only, get 10% off Meijer brand gift cards with M-Perks. Clip in the app today. Plus, get a $10 coupon when you spend $100 or more this week in store. Coupon printed at checkout. Start redeeming next week. And buy five, save $5 when you mix or match items across the store, like General Mills cereal or Danon and yogurt and more. Shop and save even more this week at Meijer. Excuse and apply. See all the deals in the Meijer
1: app. Bill Simonson here for Flying Ace Craft Spirits. You can chart your own course with small-batch American-made whiskeys. And also, they're connected to Folds of Honor here in Michigan, providing four scholarships this year through Flying Ace Craft Spirits to the children of men and women injured or killed in combat. Look for Flying Ace Craft Spirits in that small-batch American-made whiskeys In different flavors, at local stores, or ask for it at your local pub, bar, or restaurant. Fly and Ace exist at the intersection of independence and precision. They distill fine spirits for Mavericks, the adventurous, the cunning, and the bold. You can find out more and also order online if you're 21 and up at flyinaspirits.com or look for it in stores all across Michigan or at your local bar, pub, or restaurant. We played for the thrill, that rush you feel with the game on the line. I'm Herman Moore, Lions All-Pro wide receiver. Roast Umber is a farm direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And also, the Nitro cold brew coffee is a convenient and healthy option for energy with no sugar additives. Look for it at your local retailer or at roastumber.com.
2: They say consistency is the key to success. They weren't wrong.
1: Huge here with my good friend Lomas Brown. It's time to talk about Impact Power Sports, Michigan's newest Yamaha golf cart destination on 14 Mile Road in Rockford, just north of GR. And people are coming from everywhere to see the Lomas Lions Yamaha golf cart. And Lomas, I know you love this cart. Oh my goodness, man! Look, everybody, like you said, it's a showstopper. Everybody walks by; they stop, they look at it. It's outfitted with the Lions logos everywhere on it. It's Lions colors. It's made for a big fella like me. Hey, it's all it's all is cracked up to be huge. Now, Drew told me Lomas that they sold six custom Lomas Brown Lions golf carts in three days at the recent. Grand Rapids RV show. And he said the Lions Nation going crazy over this cart. Anybody can get the Lions cart uh, made exactly like Lomas, custom designed by Drew and the crew at Impact Power Sports on 14 Mile Road in Rockford, north of GR, but they service uh, the entire state. And Lomas, there'll be a couple chances coming up for the fans to meet you and myself at Outdoor Rama in Detroit. At the Suburban Collection Showplace, we'll be back there. That will be the weekend of February 22nd through the 25th and the Ultimate Outdoor Show in Grand Rapids, March 7th through the 10th. And you'll be there for a time that we'll announce at a later date at the Impact Power Sports booth. So those are pretty cool situations. And what I love, Lomas, is how you interact with all the people that come up to you. Well, it's fun. I mean, it's fun interacting with the people. What they're coming to see is that cart. I am just i just happen to be standing next to it, but that cart drives their attention there, and we're having fun, man. It's been a great year with the Lions, and it's just been a ride you just really has been this year. Yeah, you can find out more about those Yamaha golf carts and getting your own custom golf cart for your neighborhood, for your business, for the lake house, uh, for the golf club. Uh, just stop by and see Impact Power Sports on 14 Mile Road in Rockford. They service the entire state or look for them on Facebook. And also Impact Power Sports is the largest Avaton e-bike dealer in West Michigan. All models are available. Find out more at Impact Power Sports on 14 Mile Road in Rockford or look for Drew and the crew at Impact Power Sports on Facebook. They love Lomas. We love Lomas. Lomas, we'll talk soon. Absolutely. Thanks, my good man. Big. bad. Yeah.